Hey, what's up, Witty King? What's up, Witty Queen? You already know who it is. It's your big brother, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses. Yeah! And y'all already know what my job is, right? You know it's to inspire, right? Motivate, educate, and ultimately empower. And all of my guests, they do the exact same thing. So we're going to add value on top of value on top of value as we always do. Look, every week I've been bringing you very special guests, and it doesn't stop here. We're going to continue. But look, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button right hit that notification bell so you know when we're releasing new content also like share comment do whatever you got to do but look without further delay i want to introduce to some and present to others my very special guest none other than mr brandon vega yeah what's up with it king what's going on brother how you doing man thank you for having me brother i'm grateful to be here and um you know i'm the founder of the en project author of ghetto conscious yeah. Evolution of a Rebel, and I'm here on King Speaks with the good brother, DeMont Pope. Yeah, you already know what it is, bro. I appreciate it, man. Look, first of all, man, I want to welcome you to the King Speaks podcast, bro. I want to thank you for taking time out your schedule, man. I know you got a lot of things going on. I've been following your movement. I met you last year um, at a conference. I had the, the, the privilege of reading your book, man. I'm honored to have you on the show. Now, since I know you and a little bit about you, let's allow these listeners and viewers to know who you are, man. So one more time for the record, let us know exactly who you are, who is Brandon Vega, and tell us exactly what it is that you do. Tell us about this eating project. You dig? Got you, brother. Um, well, as you said, my name is Brandon Vega. I'm from Miami, Florida, uh, you know, to be exact, Carroll City. Yeah. Um, I'm a father to Messiah Royale Vega. Uh, I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a community activist. I'm the founder of the Eaton Project. Eaton is the acronym for Exist Above the Noise. And I'm also the author of Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel. And I'm just looking to, you know, make the world a better place and leave it better than the way I found it. Come on, King. Come on. Come on, man. And I can vouch. I can vouch for the ghetto conscious, man. You know what I mean? Evolution of a rebel. Like I said, I have been blessed with that book. It is behind me back here on my bookshelf. You know what I'm saying? And I have eat. I have been eating that. You get yes, where sir. I'm coming from? Yes, sir. So, I already so know. I, I want them to know, B, that they got to go eat that too. It ain't just nah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, we're going to definitely drop the where you could get all the stuff at, you know, by the time we get finished to give them that information, man. But as you are, I'm grateful as well, man. And it was a pleasure meeting you and us staying connected. You know, that's what it's all about, you know, reaching each other and trying to see how we can help one another. And then, you know, just following you as well, man, getting them jewels and those those daily messages and stuff like that, bro. Your energy is amazing. And, um, you know, that's what pulled me into you, man. And, uh, like I say, bro, uh, you definitely inspire me. And, um, you know, I know that as we continue to push, you know, we'll just see each other at the top. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it. That's where we're going with this. That's what it's about, man. Building network and value, man. Yes, you sir. know what I mean? And since yes. we're talking about value, B, let, let, let's talk about how long uh, you've been building up your um, professionalism, building up yourself as an activist, right? As a, a youth advocate, right? As an author, like how long have you been in your profession? Oh, man. Well, I would say uh, the last six years, but, uh, you know, the ghetto conscious started a long time ago when I was like eight or nine years old. And, um, you know, the thing we learn in our communities is you got to be a student of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, the game you decide to join, you know, that's on you. However, whatever game you join, you got to be a student of it. And I'm always noticed, you know, uh, 
what was going on in my community and why things was looking the way they was looking. You know, we had liquor stores everywhere. You know, we got the fast food joints. We got, you know, people selling drugs, you know, not even, you know, 50 yards away from the schools I was going to, you know, and I was always wondering, you know, why these things are transpiring. And, but when I drive up the road and I go to the nicer communities and stuff, you know, none of that stuff is going on. So uh, very early, you know, my ghetto conscious had been, you know, awakened to, you know, just trying to figure out how do we solve these problems. And um, I met a great guy by the name of Ashley Toussaint, my 11th grade year in high school. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, before I even knew it, he had us practicing our ghetto conscious with, you know, making certain parts of the classroom a neighborhood, meaning like if you had an A, you know, you lived in this community, if you had a B and so on and so forth. And nobody wanted to live in the communities where, you know, you had a D or an F, you know, so Prior to getting to, you know, where I'm at now, man, all those different things from being a child, being, you know, in school, you know, helped me kind of, you know, get to this point because I grew up playing ball. And um, like most of us, we want to make it to the league. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, I tore my ACL and, mm -hmm. you know, things didn't go the way I had planned it. But, you know, God had other plans for me. And um, I realized um, once I finished college that, you know, God designed me to be a point guard because I was going to assist other people in real life. Mm -hmm. And um, now... I'm distributing books, you know, workbooks and things of that nature without even breaking the sweat. So I'm definitely, you know, enjoying what I'm doing. And um, as I said, when I got out of college, you know, I just wanted to contribute. I wanted to, you know, give back. You know, a lot of us do a lot of coaching, a lot of training, a lot of mentoring. But, you know, these kids need people like us inside the classroom with them. And um, again, man, I'm still, you know, trying to figure out, you know, this roller coaster of a ride and how God selected me to yeah. be on this journey. But I'm more than grateful and um, I'm excited about it. Man, come on, man. Listen, I love how you broke that down, Brandon, man. You said you said you've been doing this for about six years full time, but it started when you was about eight. Mm -hmm. You said it started when you was about eight. That means it's been a process. And I like to highlight that because a lot of people, Brandon, they 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 try to pursue this thing called purpose and they get frustrated and they give up because it don't happen within six right. months, within a year or so. So we're talking about years of you cultivate cultivating, excuse me, and developing your gift to be able to step out on this thing called purpose and fulfill that purpose, right? And then yes, you sir. talked about um your mentor that you met um in the eleventh grade, right? Yes, and we talked you talked about how that played a role in your cultivating and developing, right? Talked yes, about right. how you were introduced, right, to a conscious mind state, right, even in school and, and, and how the mentor broke the class down. Now, follow me, right? Make sure I'm following you right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like he broke the classroom down into neighborhoods based off of the grades. Yes, and sir. nobody, bro, nobody, nobody wanted to be in the D in the F neighborhood. No, no. So, so, so is it safe to say, Brandon, that the D and the F neighborhood would probably be associated to where you and I from, which is called the hood, the ghetto, right? Yes, sir. Mm, and ain't nobody want to come from the ghetto, huh, bro? No, nah, no, nah, we mm. ain't want to be, we, 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 we ain't want to be from there, man. And uh, we realized that, you know, it was also mental manipulation mm. to make us improve. Come on, King Speed. Right. You got to understand your condition. You got to understand where you at. Now, a lot of us started in those D's and F's neighborhoods. Yeah. But like Drake said, you know, we started from the bottom. Now we yeah, here. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> as we continue to progress throughout the school year, you start to see people moving into the nicer neighborhood. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, again, it was fun because now we challenge to want to be better. And um, sometimes when we come from certain environments, man, it's not a matter of us not wanting to. It's just a matter of us not knowing. 
And, um, you know, one of the things I've been, you know, that's been sticking to me lately, I, I forgot where I heard it from, but it's, you know, a man cannot be what a man cannot see. Mm. So on, if you, if you haven't, if you haven't been exposed to certain things, if you haven't been around certain things, you don't know that you could obtain those things. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that there, it's difficult, but again, you have no, you know, understanding of, I can do that. Yeah. And, you know, from, from a very early age, man, I, I understood that, you know, I could do whatever I put my mind to. Now, sometimes, you know, we have that self-doubt, you know, we, we definitely have that self-doubt that we have to overcome because the war is fought internally. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to deal with the external things and things of that nature. But once we're able to win inside, you know, now we can pursue the things that we, you know, trying to do. And as you say, you know, purpose over pointless excuses, yeah, you know, we yeah, got to yeah. always tap into that, man, because we all have purpose. You know what I'm saying? We all have something that we're here to do. And uh, we've been given a task and the mission is the mission. And again, where we from, the mission is the mission. Come on, now, again, bro. like I said earlier, it depends on the game that you choose, but the mission is the mission. Man, I like we all that, soldiers. Bro. We all soldiers. And again, I'm being a soldier in this war of committing to the good and the positivity. You know, it's easy to say, oh, well, we're not doing this and they're not doing that. But I decided to put myself in the game mm-hmm. by becoming an author instead of, you know, waiting for somebody to say, well, hey, you know, you could do this or, you know, trying to tell me how to write my book. You know, I saved up my own money to be self-published, self-made, you know, like like the great Nipsey Hussle, you know, all money in and we doing it our way and no other way to, uh, you know, convey this message. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, man, you got... Man, you dropping so many valuable jewels, man. And I know y'all getting value. So go ahead, before you forget, go ahead and hit that like, right? Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. Type a comment at below. Let us know where you're getting value at. Let us know what's going on with you. Listen, B, you was talking about that road that you was traveling. And you was talking about where we from. And you were talking about the mission is the mission. And I like to pull out things that my guests say, because that may be our title for this one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be getting conscious like your book nah, I don't the mission is the mission, good mission, is the mission. <laughs> so we're gonna ride on it man and look now when we first started out you start talking about the look of stores like all in the neighborhood like within walking distance you start talking about the struggle the pain you start talking about the vantage point from being inside of the ghetto inside of the hood or that that d in that f territory so to speak man so i'm assuming right dare i say that that was the inspiration and motivation behind you establishing yourself as an authority as an author and moving forward in this career path that you've chosen is that the motivation or is there another inspiration oh wow brother that's Let's a go very, very that's a very great <laughs> question man and that's very deep actually no man actually mm, no Come my on. sophomore year in high school i had a 1.9 gpa wow. uh I wasn't looking for class. I was only looking for the basketball jump. Come on. I was trying to be the best basketball player I could be because uh, I was groomed uh, to believe that if you were good enough, they'll make a way for you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put, you know, the same focus into my studies as I did sports. Yeah. And um, again, that's another unfortunate thing that, you know, we are taught that if you're good enough, you know, you get taken care of. And we see that all the time where we get handicapped and coddled. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, nah, man, that journey of writing, man, and becoming an author happened when I got in college. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a Division One basketball player so bad, bro. And people told me I wasn't good enough. I wasn't big enough, this and that and the third, whatever. But I always believed in myself. So, um, you know, Mr. Tucson, you know, definitely played a role in me graduating high school. Yeah. However, you know, that was the only class that I really liked because he was the only teacher that we could relate to. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he, he made us feel like we was home. You know, he made us want to do our work, whereas other classes, like, you know, you just do whatever to get by. Now, when I transitioned to college, you know, I ran into some trouble with, you know, I played JUCO basketball in Utah, and then I finally, you know, get to the Division I school, which is Winthrop University. Mm-hmm. The second day of school, I tore my ACL. So, you know, here it is. I done worked so hard to become this Division I athlete when people doubted me. Now I can't play. Now something has been taken away from me, right? I've never been injured in my life to that point. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden, you know, I don't mess up my hand, sprain this. Now I tore my ACL. I had to miss the whole season. So I was devastated. So my grades start to slip again and I stopped caring about school. But then again, when we have purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. I was making excuses, brother, for a while I didn't want to, you know, go to class and do things, you know, I didn't want to walk across campus with my crutches and all that. I was making excuses. Yeah. But then I had to realize that, Brandon, that ball going to stop bouncing one day and you got to figure out something else. And we don't tell our kids what the lifespan of these NFL and NBA players are, right? Because we think about the, the big paycheck, but everybody don't get those same check because it's levels to this. Levels to it. It's, yeah. it's levels to this. <laughs> so um, with understanding that as well, man, I started writing my thoughts down, how I felt. Right. And actually, to rewind a little bit, the whole writing journey started when I was in elementary. You know, I used to like to write little notes to girls and stuff like that. You know, I I didn't know how to verbalize myself. And I always felt like I could express myself better on paper than I could verbally say. So, uh, you know, honing that craft when I was in college and stuff, sitting out that year. And then, um, you know, God just blessed me with an idea, man. I got a chance to speak at Bethune-Cookman and they kind of like gave me the momentum to run with. I thought about it. I said, man, my son getting ready to be born. What would I want my son to know about me? Because we all have a story, brother, but I don't want nobody to tell my story. I want to tell my story the way I'm telling it, right? Now, whatever you make out from it is on you, but I gave you the game. Come on. I gave you the game, and again, it gives me all the control in the world by controlling my narrative. Mm, Man, and it's power in the control of your own narrative, bro. Correct. And that's what these kids need to know. That's what these youth need to know. Students, young adults. I don't even care if you're an older adult. Like, you need to know that. You want to control your narrative. Because what I like to say, Brandon, is the story doesn't have to end right there on that page. All you got to do is turn the page, write a new chapter. But you can't write a new chapter if you don't control the narrative. If you're living a story that someone else wrote for you, then you have no control over the narrative. You're just doing the job as acting out whatever character they created and now, you're not even and you're not even a character you're actually a puppet when somebody mm, writes for you. that part man that part right there now look brandon let's talk about how what you do add value add benefit to not just the community but the whole world like how does what you offer right how does it benefit those who are in your audience well i would say that you know hopefully i'm contributing in a positive way where i'm i'm helping people build confidence you know first off we have to have confidence to do anything in this world we have to believe in ourselves and then once we're able to believe in ourselves we can start to form vision for what we want for ourselves and um with this whole you know eating concept I'm just trying to remind people, you know, how can you starve if you always eat? If you always <laughs> insisting above the noise, if you always stand on your path and, you know, not getting caught up with the distractions, how can you not become successful? You know, we live in a world that's a lot of distractions, you know, a lot of things going on, but we got to focus in and, and, and remember that, again, we all have a purpose and the mission is the mission. So we got to stay on point with what it is that we're trying to do. So every time I go out and I speak and stuff like that, 
I always make sure that everybody knows it don't matter what nobody think of you. It don't matter what nobody's saying about you. You know, you have to exist above the noise and you have to exist above the noise that's in your own head because that's the most important noise. That's actually the loudest noise is between your ears. Mm -hmm. So again, once we're able to believe in ourselves, man, you know, we can do phenomenal things. And as I go out each day, man, I just wanted to be somebody that, like I say that, you know, contribute to leaving the world a better place than I found it. I remember when the brother Tupac said, Come you know, on, B. Don't 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 go there, bro. Don't go there. Don't, hey. don't quote no Pac on here. Everybody hey. know where I'm at with Pac, man. Come on, bro. Go on. You can hey. earn some strikes right here, man. Come hey. on with it. So, so you know, the good brother Pac did his interview and he said, you know, I may not change the world, but I guarantee I spot the brain that that does. And you know, I was listening. Yeah. I was listening. You know, because I'm inspired by that brother. I'm inspired by the Nipsey Hussles. I'm inspired by the Malcolm X's, the Dr. Martin Luther King's and all these great people, Fred Hampton's, Marcus Garvey's, you know, uh, Shirley Chisholm's, you know, I ain't gonna leave the ladies out. Yeah, you know what soldiers, I mean? The kings, queens, the, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the great ones, you know, when the list goes on and on, man. It is our job to lead the world a better place than we find, especially for our people, man, because we go yeah. through a lot. We've been through a lot. And um, it's time to stop playing games. That's why I say the mission is the mission, Come right? On, a mission is not a game. This ain't Call of Duty, yeah, yeah, right? This ain't yeah. none of that. Like this yeah. is for real. And if we're gonna be for real about it, let's let let let's do this. And and I just want everybody to know that it's within you, right? Like I always tell people, I say, you know, you ever get that that weird feeling inside you that be tingling and stuff like that? You know, you know what that is? Mm. That's greatness. Come on, man. You know what I'm That's greatness. You know mm. and. We all have that. We all possess the light. We all are the light. You know, we can't get caught up in, you know, the different things that is going on in the system. These, you know, hegemonic systems, you know, these educational systems trying to keep us from learning this, learning that and doing this and doing that. We got to exist above the noise. And that's the message we pushing to make mm -hmm. sure that everybody's on, on par and we're doing the things we need to do collectively to get ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just so they clear on what the mission is, man. Right now, our mission is existing above the noise. You understand what I'm saying? So, hey, hit the subscribe, notification bell, like, comment. If you already getting value for my bro, Brandon Vega over here. Listen, man, as we going down this journey, man, we finna travel deep. Do I have your permission to go a little further down this hey, brother, we could. Hey, we could go as far as you want to go. All right, let's go. Let's take them there, man. Let's talk about uh, 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 some challenges, right? Because we know in this cultivating, in this development, right, in this process of becoming, right, an agent of change, like you said, leaving this world better than when we found it, right? So you got to do like you did. You decided to become an author so that you can become a part of the solution. Yes, so. Sir. Let's talk about some challenges because they need to know, like, they can't run, they can't abort the mission when a challenge comes or, or, or when an obstacle or a problem is present, right? Or when they run yeah. up on that situation that they weren't prepared for. So right. talk to us, Brandon, about a challenge that you're facing right now. And also let us know how you're dealing with that challenge so that we know problems going to come, but they come with a solution also. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, man. Well, challenges you know, challenges of being a dad, challenges of being an entrepreneur, challenges of being an author, challenges of being a black man, challenges of the list goes on and on and on and on, right? The challenge that I'm facing right now is, uh, you know, the fear, the mm -hmm. fear to step into that greatness because so much has been happening for me so fast with a book, right? I come from somewhere where nobody ain't reading, nobody ain't writing, 
you know, my goal was to sell a thousand books the first year my book printed. And um, I didn't want to, you know, I, I, I was being, what's the word I'm looking for? I was trying to set my goal high, but I didn't think I could really sell a thousand books, man. I, I, I just set my goal that high, right? But I was scared that nobody would buy this book because I'm like, who want to read what I wrote, wow. right? So fear has been the biggest challenge thus far because fear plagues us. It paralyzes us, right? Fear helps us make those pointless excuses. Come on, come on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but again, sure. it always comes back to purpose. You overcome that fear when you realize your purpose, when you step into what you're supposed to be and who you are. So the way I try to deal with challenges, man, is try to do my best to exist above the noise because I'm human. Yeah. I'm human. And, um, you know, we all face challenges and, you know, sometimes we're not going to win every challenge, you know, uh, you know, I read the, the you know, the, the story on Muhammad Ali and just the reason why he the greatest, he not the greatest because he went undefeated because we know he lost a couple fights. Yeah. Right. You're not the greatest because you undefeated. You the greatest because how do you respond to adversity? How do that's you it. how do you that's how do you it. persevere? How do you overcome those obstacles? Yeah. You know, that's why he's the greatest because despite his losses in the ring, despite them stripping away his belt and things of that mm -hmm. nature, how did he overcome those things? He still was a champion for the people. You feel me? And that's the goal that we're trying to reach is, you know, being a champion for ourselves, showing little, you know, young people that, hey, man, we could be great and we could be greater than the ones that has come before us. Because, again, it's always about laying that foundation so we can keep climbing on top of each other's shoulders. So fear has been in my way. And, um, you know, I've been working very hard to, you know, evade her and, um, you know, yeah. stay out of her way. But at the same time, that fear is also the gasoline that you know keeps us going that's it that's it that's it man yes, so sir. so so that fear is necessary because what they don't know what they don't know brandon is that fear and faith they operate the same exact way it's just which one you where do you choose to direct your energy right do you sir. choose to direct that energy towards being afraid of something now fear real present fear is being presently actively uh it, 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 placed in a situation where your life is in danger, right? Correct. Now, correct. what we confuse as fear, oftentimes, Brandon, what they don't know is anxiety, yeah. right? So what you uh, uh, expressed about you not knowing if you could reach that goal of selling a thousand books, let me free somebody right now. Because see, that right there, we may perceive it as fear, but what it actually is, Brandon, is an anxiety, right? Because it didn't place you in the threat of your life or in threat of present danger. Yeah. What it did was it it, it, it it messed with your head. It messed with your mind. I don't know if nobody going to want to read what I got to say. Why? Yeah. Because I don't know who I am. I don't know my purpose. I didn't know the power I had, but look at the evidence. Even though you felt that fear or that anxiety, it didn't paralyze you. That's the difference. Like you said, it ain't all the wins that Muhammad Ali experienced that made him the greatest. It's how he responded to the losses. It's how he responded to the difficult times. So you responded, Brandon, with action, right? Yep. You wrote the book, you put the book out, and you've been actively doing what is necessary to sell that book. And that's what I want people to catch, right? You overcame that fear by realizing and walking in that purpose. And now had you not walked into that purpose, bro, I wouldn't have never received that book in my hand. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have gotten to my house sitting on my front porch and opened the book up 
And I'm thinking that it's going to take me a long time to read the book, but I ended up finishing the entire book in about one or two sittings because it was that relatable, right? Yes, the words were that powerful. It was Thank that you, intriguing, right? I was learning and the chemical reaction started taking place in my brain. And before I knew it, Brandon, I had an attitude. I'm going to tell you why I had an attitude with you. I got an attitude with you because I reached the last page, man. And then it wouldn't know more information. It wouldn't know more of your story. Like when you talk about the basketball dreams that you had, like that's in the book. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like you talked mm -hmm. about that in the book. You talked about the dreams, the aspirations that you had and how you had to pivot. Like you talked about that in the book. Yes, so I just want them to know that I did my work as well as I'm expecting them to do their work because it takes work, Brandon. And yes, I want to applaud you, sir. I want to thank you for doing all that you do. I want to thank you for being a hero to these kids, right? From Miami, Florida, from where you're from. I got friends from down that way. And I already know how it is, right? Not yes, just sir. my ghetto from where I'm from up here in Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah. I already know what it's like down there in yes, Miami, sir. bro. I know yes, what's sir. up with it. So yes, sir. you came out and not only did you come out, but you did that Harriet Tubman thing, boy. You went back into danger in an effort to pull back others. And yes, I want sir. you to see the power. I want everybody to see the power in that. That's what I call a champion, bro. That's what I call existing above the noise. Ooh, they like how hey, I did that. Hey, they like how I did that. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 thank you, bro. And, and, and I don't mean to cut you. I just want to add to what Good. you just said real Good. quick. Let's go. You said the Harriet Tubman, right? Which mm -hmm. is beautiful. It also goes with Plato's allegory of the cave. Come on. Where the prisoner is sitting in the cave and only watching shadows and only believing whatever they're seeing is what it is. But yeah. the moment they go outside into the light, that's when they get to see the real stuff and that's when they expose. But when you are one of those prisoners that's free, mm. it is your duty to come back. Even though your life may be in jeopardy, Speaking. you must come back to gum get other people. And again, that's why we named the book Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel, because we all have a ghetto conscious. It don't matter if you come from the ghetto or not. You've been near the ghetto. You see how it is. You see how these people come out. You see how they turn out. And we got to do a better job of making things better for ourselves. You know, there's a term called structural functionalism, right? The book Evolution of a Rebel, a rebel is somebody that goes against the grain, yeah. right? A rebel is somebody that contributes to making change and we have revolution. You get what I'm saying? You need revolution. We need innovation for things to move forward, for things to get better. That's what our uh, ancestors and our people did, you know, when they was coming out of, you know, slavery. That's what people did when, uh, you know, we was in the civil rights and that's what we still fighting for now. You know, we all just got to figure out a way to contribute to this fight because we all need each other. It's not one person that's going to do the job not two people it's as a collective whole what can we do to disrupt this functionalism theory yeah. right and the way we disrupt this function is by all coming together getting educated staying out of these jails staying out of these people ways stop killing each other yeah. right that's why i'm writing these books brother and don't worry we got the other book on the way you know, I, did, <laughs> okay. I, did, I did leave you i did leave you with a question you know which life would you choose you know, what I'm saying? You, know you gotta ask yourself which life would you choose you know, and we all have choices. That's the, you know, beauty and being human and having that free will to be able to, you know, make decisions and, and, and do whatever it is you need to do. Man, powerful, bro. Powerful. And I, I appreciate you feeling me on that. Now, I ain't mad at you no more. I forgive you. See, that's what yeah, we, got, we got. You know, brother. We got I you, brother. I know you had another one coming for me, we man. So, all right. So we ready. We ready yes, now. Sir. 
let's talk about this, man, because I'm learning so much. I'm sure the listeners are learning so much. But real quick, before we run out of time, I want you to go ahead and let people know where they can contact you. Like, what, let them know where they can get this book that we're talking about, Ghetto Conscious, right? Um, okay. the, the, um, let them know your social media handle, everything that you got going on. Go. Okay, got you, got you. Well, you can find this book, Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel on www.starteaton.com, starteaton, eaton.com. And also we got workbooks as well. You know, again, we doing everything we can to get this curriculum into our kids' hand and show them that we are great and we can do anything that we want to do. And it's not a matter of us not being interested in learning. We just got to have things that's relatable. Uh, my social media on Instagram and Twitter is Vega Brandon underscore V-E-G-A B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore. And um, you can follow me and just check out everything that I'm doing. And um, again, my goal is to get this book as in many hands as possible. You know, we're working on book number two, like we just told Brother uh, Pope. You know, we're working on book number two, Ghetto Conscious, Dancing with the Shadow. Mm. Uh, God will. It, it'll be ready next summer. But again, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep pushing the envelope forward. So we can make sure again that, you know, we leaving good work out here for our young people. That's it, King. Let's keep moving, man. And, and, and look, let's let's talk about a lesson real quick, man, because you're full of wealth. Uh, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge and information, man. And, 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 and it takes a, a reader to become a great author. And it's very evident that you're an avid reader. You're, you're, you're a student to the craft, man. And, and so let's talk about lessons right quick what is one of the most important lessons brandon that you've been learning over this journey right not just the six-year full-time journey but over the entire journey let's talk about one of the most important lessons that you've learned over your career oh brother wow man you hey you had some <laughs> stuff what hey man oh. well well the one i would go with off the top of my head man one of the most important lessons that i learned is it's not about you Mm, um it, 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 this is you know eating is bigger than brandon vega ghetto conscious is bigger than brandon vega uh you know god just gave it to me and um you know now that i've been you know giving this you know to whom much is given much is expected you know so we got to do the work mm -hmm. you know right now i'm you know in 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 line to get my phd and stuff like that you know i'm a kid that never thought he was going to college and now i work at one you Let's know, I go. work at St. Thomas University down here in Miami uh, as a student success advisor. And I was hired here because of my book. <laughs> so, again, when you take your, your when you take things and matters into your own hands, man, you know, you just got to believe because you never know what type of doors are open for you. And um, as you said, brother, you know, sometimes we can't, you know, get discouraged or anything like that. We got to keep going. We got to respond well. And um, understanding that sometimes when things don't happen for us, it's not because, you know, we're not good enough or this or that and the third. It's a lot of things that play a factor into why, you know, things aren't happening when they're supposed to happen, or at least when you think they're supposed to happen. You know, that's the challenge, like yeah. just being patient. You know, I tell my son all the time, it's not your turn yet. Mm -hmm. It's not your turn yet, you know, and you got to wait for your turn. And it don't matter how long it takes, but be ready when your turn comes, because a lot of us be crying and complaining about, oh, this ain't happening for me. But as soon as it happened, we don't be ready for that. Mm. And again, you know, uh, coming from where we come from, we already know when you walk out that house, you better be prepared for whatever comes your way. It ain't no, you know, because if you don't, you may not get to walk back through that door the other way. Yes. So you got to always be on point, man, and understand that, 
you know, life don't revolve around you and life is not all about you. You know, this is a function of us structurally together, you know, all of us working and doing our part to make things, you know, tick the way they're supposed to tick. Yeah, 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 man. I couldn't have said that better myself. Now, now, as we getting to the end of this episode, man, and I really, really wish I would have booked you for a little longer, but check it, it out, man. Good. You and I have inspired something in somebody. And this particular moment is my favorite moment of every episode, right? We got a person that's watching this. It's a young king right now watching this, right? He's been inspired, right? He know that he can be more than a rapper or athlete. He know that he can be more than a drug dealer or a gang member. He know that he can be more, right, than what we see and mm-hmm. what we aspired to be originally because that's all we saw. Like you said, yes, he had to see it so that he know he can be it. Yes, but sir. they got one issue, Brandon, like they don't have a me or a you back at home to consistently be on them. Right. Like, right. like they've never really saw anything like you or I, you and I before. Right. Mm-hmm. This is their first time seeing black authors that look like we look that talk like we talk. That's from where we from. You being from Miami, uh, me being from Atlanta. But we mm-hmm. both are authors. We're both speakers. We're both yes. engaged in active agents of change. Yes, sir. What would you say to that person? Right. That want to get started on this. But that word fear is holding them back. Go. I would just say overcome that fear. You know, you are greater than you ever know, but you got to take action no matter what. You don't need money to take action. Hell, you don't even need an education to take action. Mm. Sometimes when you jump into this water, you just learn how to swim. So act like your life depended on it. And um, as the good brother you know, Eric Thomas once said, you know, you got to want it like you want to breathe. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't want it that bad, then you ain't, it, it, you know, if you ain't for real, you know, it'll show. You know, I was reading something. It's a study that says, you know, when you're asking yourself a question, brother, you know, you got to get to the fourth or fifth why hmm. to know that that's something that you really want. So it's like, okay, why do I get a college degree? Well, I get a college degree so I could put myself in position to get a better job. Why do I get a better job so I can make the money to be able to buy a home? Why do I buy a home so I can raise my family in it? Why do I raise my family in this home? Because now that I'm raising them in a stable environment where they know this is how it's supposed to go, now they are able to go off in life and repeat this cycle. So now I done got to the fourth why, the fifth why. (laughs) And when you keep asking yourself why and you're able to answer that why, then you know you on par and you on point and you need to do what you need to do to get where you need to get. Hey, ain't nothing else that could be said after that. Look, that's your big bro, Brandon Vega. You understand that? Mr. Exist Above the Noise. Y'all already know me. I'm going to be right back with y'all next week. Hey, until then, it's your big bro, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses, saying purpose looks good on you. Yeah!